This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. What a Berlin! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special! Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarence and Blue. Oh goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kelly! 
Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast full-time show with me, Joe Redmond, after yesterday's nil-nil draw at home to a Sunderland side that were quite resilient. They dug deep and it's probably the, one of the best sides I've seen at the Turf this season, especially in terms of defending and um, defending from the front. Their press was was fantastic. But anyway, as you can see, I've got Neil Layfield joining me as usual. How are you doing, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good. Got my morning coffee. You've got yep. yours as well, haven't you? But I believe you've had an incident just as we're about to go live. Bit of spillage, but nothing to worry about. It's all good. It's all good. Could have been Handled worse. it well. Handled it well. I'm like a pro. There we go. There we go. He's had a few coffee spills in his time. Um, but uh, yeah, thoughts on the game then, mate? Because yeah, just, just to sum up my thoughts and everybody in the chat, get your comments in. Let us know your thoughts on the game. Uh, yeah. Morning to you, Solent, as well. How are you doing? Good to see you, mate. You're getting it um, early, mate. You're getting it early. Just enjoy it. I know, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, get your comments in. We'll read out the best ones we can. And, obviously, as you can see, there's normally two of us, well, three of us, two, including me. Sam had to drop out at the last minute. He's done it again. The fucking little Coward. bastard. Coward. Um, apparently, he didn't get on to one last night, so he needs some sleep. I mean, it's half. It's half now, now, Sam. Come on, let's say I was cute. That's more than enough. Um, yeah. But, um yeah, get your comments in. Let me know your thoughts. Neil, your comments, just to sum up mine. Um, pretty much said it there in the intro, to be honest. Um, thought Sunderland, I think I think most of the credit has to go to Sunderland rather than yeah. saying that we played badly. I do think there were moments where we could have moved the ball quicker, especially later on. There are a couple of times when we could have had a counter-attack and I just thought we weren't quick enough. Um, but I think yeah. Sunderland played very well, got in our faces and pressed us brilliantly. We've seen so many sides come to the turf and try and press us like that, but they're just not good enough to do it. The only two teams I have seen execute that game plan well were Sunderland last night and Watford a few weeks ago. But your thoughts, mate? No, I agree with you. And um, obviously, you you know what people who watch them might not know. Is I've married into a Sunderland family, so I watch them quite a bit. Yeah. And um, they are they're a good team. And the guy who I dropped, who was on the pre-show um, summed it up. They they have been a striker short of being a very good team this year. They, they they're really good to watch, and they do that. Their game plan is very very good, and that's what it was. They grafted hard. They were effective at it, and I thought we had a bit of an international hangover. I think we looked a bit leggy, a bit tired. Um, we had players who haven't played for months straight back into the team who looked a little bit off it. Yeah, um, we played our normal game, and it, it, I think it was just rustiness. I think we were just a bit rusty and not quite as sharp up front. But it's a point nearer. We're a point nearer now than we were at kickoff, so it's all good. Yeah, I agree. That's 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 the positive way of looking at it. In it, point closer to the title. Yeah. Um, Chef United have got somewhat difficult game today. I think it's Norwich. I'll just quickly get the uh, fixtures up on my screen. Um, but I know Sheffield United are travelling to Norwich today, so. Norwich aren't the best side, but you know you can sometimes see them getting a bit of an upset there, sorry, a bit of results uh, well, down at Carroll Road. Sheffield United's results, they're not, they're not exactly. Consistent. They've they've not been not been great recently, have they? No. Um, uh, Luton and Watford. Oh, there's a few derbies today actually. Luton, Watford, Preston, Blackpool, um, and I believe Cardiff Swansea as well. Yeah, Cardiff Swansea as well. Middlesbrough playing Huddersfield, so that that's that's probably a guaranteed win. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sheffield United have got a somewhat difficult game. But good to see the comments coming in. Mark Higson says frustrated to say the least. Sunderland played well, so they deserve credit. 
thought we were pretty ponderous and slow paced. I, I think that's think some that sums it up. That's some of my thoughts anyway. A lot of the credit goes to Sunderland, but um we we were slow paced in areas. There's a few players I am gonna I know some someone's asked here Alistair thoughts on Anas. I am gonna go into individuals in a bit. Um, so I will be talking about Anas, I will be talking about Murich, um, and I will be talking about some others as well. Obviously, Benson coming back into the side and THB as well. I'm just going to call him THB from now on, by the way, because I was calling him Taylor Harewood Bellis and I got slagged off. And uh, so, I, yeah, so I changed it to Harwood, and then someone's like, Why have you changed it? Because someone slagged you off. Like, for God's sake. Can't, can't do what right. Uh, Solid Claret says, once again, a team knew how to stop us playing a slow press in the first and a high press in the second. Yep, that is true. But you've got to be good enough to do that. The Sunderland are one of the only sides that have been good enough to do that. And I think that's where we have to give credit to them. Um, Simon Ed says, we've seen pedestrian at times, but looked threatening on others. They played well, but if Barnsley scores his chance, I think we go on and score two or three and win comfortably. Either way, one more point nearer. Yet, yeah, Neil, I just want to break away from the comments for a second. Like, because for how slow we played and how great we weren't because of how well Sunderland did, we still had chances, didn't we? Barnes, you know, he's yeah. got to do better with that one. And Ass had one which he should have just put back across goal in the second half. But for some reason, he ballooned it high and wide. And there was one... Um, where they defended pretty well. I can't remember who it was and edited it over the bar. And there was some later in the second half where, you know, it just didn't fall for us. So it's it's one of them, isn't it? Even though we didn't play that well and they did play well, we could have easily still got the got a comfortable win out of it. Yeah, we could. Um, and there was a few chances that fell to the wrong people, if that makes sense. Or there was one where it fell to THB and he sort of volleyed it. If that had fallen to Benson, Barnes, and us, it probably would have gone in. So we're creating yeah. the chances. It's just the wrong people on the end of it in some cases. But yeah, it's just rustiness. And with Barnsley, it's one of those where the international breaks probably come at a bad time for him because he was in that decent bit of form and now he's had a couple of weeks off. And it'll just take a few games to get that sharpness back. It always does. And we have that many players who are away on international now that it's bound to affect it. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, another thing I do want to talk about on Solent Claret's comment here, knits into it nicely. I have written this down, Solent, um, so I'm glad you've asked that. Team selection. Um, I know a few people have said on Twitter that they felt that Vincent got it wrong. Uh, Solent says we need to revert back to the Cullen and Cork in the field and not start with Anas, Teller and Benson. I agree with that, actually. Yeah. Um, I prefer it if we have two of um, Anas, Teller and Benson with Brownell in the number 10 role and Ash or somebody better, ideally, up front. But, you know, that, that person isn't there at the minute. Um, and then your Cullens and Corks in the double pivot role. That's always my, been my preferred lineup. Yesterday when I saw this, I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. We're going to do so well. But we're just a bit slow. Um, like I said, I think a lot of credit has to go to Sunderland as well. But I do think we're missing Cork a little bit because um, Cullen, with, because of their press, kept getting overran. Um, and I, I don't think Brownhill's the best in that role. I prefer Brownhill number 10 a little bit further forward. Yeah. So your thoughts on that, mate? No, same. I was same as you. I was buzzing when I seen the team sheet, but that was on paper. In reality, you've got to think Benson's not played for so long. Brownhill's been yeah. out. THB's been out for ages. Um, Zaruri's just come back from Morocco duty. Plus, he's on Ramadan. Whether that's a fitted, that's affecting his yeah, fitness or what, I don't know. Um, so it was a bit of a gamble by a company. I'm sure there's reasons why he's done it. Maybe he's seen them in training and thought that they're fit enough, but it probably brought too many back too soon um, and should have maybe eased them in a bit. And there's a comment there that uh, JBG looked sharp when he came on, 100%. Yeah. Maybe I would have started with him and then brought Benson in. Um, yeah. like, I love Benson's. I was buzzing he was back, but you've got to like, fit him in, he can't just come straight back from injury and be on, on fire again. So, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, and I think I've highlighted that one again from Solon. He loves the stat. 
He loves a moan at the time, and he loves a stat. Um, does Solon, and he says only one through ball from us. I think that would have been a little bit different if Browner was in that. Um, Browner yeah. was in that number ten role because Browner does he is, more effective up the pitch. And he said that himself. Exactly. He's more effective up the pitch. It's not his. It's yeah. not his preferred role there in there. And it's not even a criticism of him I, that the fact that I think he would have been better there. It's it's a, more a criticism of how I think that that front four with them three directly behind him just doesn't yeah. work as much. There were some times when they like, had the ball and they were just. Just not quick enough at releasing it, and I think that I think that's because this is just me thinking out loud. The likes of Anes and I, sorry, Benson and and Teller, their sort of like ideology is always get the ball and run with it. But then because yeah. they're in that position, they've probably been told to maybe look for a through ball, and they just it just wasn't there. And I think it slowed the game down a lot. Um, but yeah, JBG got to start for me, says John Mead. I do thought he looked short when he came on. Uh, the other comment that we said that I saw earlier on, yeah. which I can't find now. Plus, he's been um, on. He's been in really good form. Before yeah, the break as he well, has, so, he did well. Yeah. yeah, Um but yeah, it was. It's. I thought Teller was quiet as well. Um, yeah, I, I think I think all three of them were. Yeah. I think all three of them were. I'll, I'll we'll go into them in, in in a little. I do want to talk about them all all individually um as well. So we'll start off with Anas. I know somebody asked a comment earlier. Um, if I can quickly find it. There we go. Alistair says, thoughts on Zorori performance. And I did see Mark Higson follow that up later on with Zorori has gone off the boil recently. I've said before, and I think this was probably about six months ago, that Anas is probably one of my favourite, or was at the time, my favourite new signing. The lad is just a, a bag of tricks and can beat a man so easily when, he, when, when he's on form. But he has a lot of games where he's quiet. And I think now there's been a few recently where he's just been a little bit quieter. I know you said, obviously, he's been away with Morocco, so that could be affecting him at Ramadan and things like that as well. But your thoughts on him last night? Because I, I thought he was a little quiet, to be honest. He started well. I thought he looked sharp in the first 15, 20, and then he just sort of faded a little bit. Um, he's, he's a young lad. It's going to happen. What is? Hmm. How old is he? 20? Not even 20? 19? Surely he's in his twenties. I don't know. I'll have a, I'll have a quick he's look. A, anyway, he's a young, he's a young lad, so he's not going to be on fire all season. It's been a long season, and he has been twenty-two. On, on twenty-two. So he's still a young lad. I mean, mm. it's, I think we've all just reached that time of the season where maybe fatigue's hitting a little bit. But yeah, he has gone off a little bit. Um, but every player does. There's nobody who's amazing every game all season. Yeah, maybe he just needs a few games out. Yeah, potentially. Like, like I said, I, I think I think now Benson's back. That might be the way forward. Yeah. Um, Teller on one side, Benson on another, with Brownhill hopefully uh, behind Barnsley for me. Um, yeah. Cork and Cullen in, in the in the defensive midfield role, and then bring Cork fit now in the seventeenth minute. Cork fit again, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I saw a comment from Vincent this week that we had a full full squad to choose from, but then. Yeah. Jay wasn't on the bench, and uh, I don't think Court was either. So Jay's, maybe... Jay's social suggested he was back because he sort of he goes quiet when he's injured. Then when he's nearly back, he posts loads on his social, yeah. and he, he put a few up this week. So I thought he might at least be on the bench yesterday. But um, yeah, yeah. Inky Punk says, and I still a young lad, never going to get a full system consistently brilliant. That's exactly what Neil was just saying. Yeah. Um, spot on there. Yeah, I mean, no criticism from me. Just, just. Just looking at the game itself, I thought it were quiet. I, I do love the guy; he's absolutely fantastic. My only criticism, and I think it's the first, uh, the third time I've said this on the podcast now, is he scored that wonder goal at Sunderland, and he tries to recreate it every game. <laughs> Just stop! You scored a great goal; it's not going to happen again, mate. Hopefully, it does, yeah. but it it, it doesn't ever seem to be anywhere near. No. Um, just sticking with that front three, then um, we'll go with Benson next. Obviously, first start back. Um, did look rusty though, didn't I? I know you mentioned that already. 
There were yeah. some moments where he got the ball. He always seemed to want the ball, hugging the, you know, getting choke on his boots, hugging the touchline and things like that. He always looked like he might make things happen, but he never quite did. And I think that is down to rustiness. Exactly, a rustiness. He's been out for two two months, is it? Something like that. Yeah. Um, that. Again, I think he, he made a cameo appearance. He's made a couple of cameo appearances and stuff. He just needs a run of games. I think it was it was. I mean, I'm nobody. Our company knows better than me. But maybe he got it wrong by bringing him straight in. He maybe should have brought him in, Zaruri for 45, and bring him in for 45 just to try and build it up a little bit. Um, yep. Because I'm not only am I president of the uh, Murich fan club, but I'm president of the Benson fan club as well. Yep. So I'm delighted he's back. But it was maybe just too soon to start him because he did look yep. very risky. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I... I don't know why he's done it so early. I mean, it's probably because of the uh, the international break and obviously he's been monitoring, obviously, with the physio and the data and stuff like that. So he's obviously seen something that he thought he's ready to start. Um, yeah. But again, probably mainly because I prefer the other lineup, as me and Solent and yourself were just saying, with with two of the three rather than all three uh, and, and Joshua in behind. Um, I do want to highlight a comment that Mark Higson has said here. That's a good point. Uh, not sure what Churlin I was done wrong. Would have been a great option off the bench last night. Um, yeah, he didn't, didn't, we've not seen too much of him recently. Like, there's been bits where he comes on, he does okay. Sometimes he looks like a little bit like a rough diamond, you know, a little bit clunky. Um, but then he'll do something amazing. And I, I just think so. I just want him to get a run of games. But yeah, as uh, John Mead says, that's very puzzling. Uh, he was on the bench last night, wasn't he? I remember, I can't remember if he was or he wasn't. Yeah, um, I, I would like to see more of him on the, on, on the actual pitch. But um, yeah, it's like, I think when the first time he came on, he came on and he um, he looked okay. Like I said, like a little bit clunky, like a rough diamond. Just just needs a run of games. No, he wasn't on the bench. It wasn't even on the bench. Right there no. you go. Um, so maybe maybe there's a niggle there. Then maybe there's a niggle. Um, I'm not sure. But to say that he's he's come out and said we have a full strength squad and then he's not even on the bench. That that again, yeah, it makes it even more puzzling. So yeah, uh, something gone on there? Do you think or? Or do you just think it's a niggle or is it just out of favour? It's probably just out of favour. Maybe he's just not hit the heights that the others have. And that's the sort of benchmark that company has. Um, company's not daft. If, if he if he thought he, he could do a role, then he would start him. So something's maybe gone on. Or maybe he just hasn't seen it. I don't I don't know. But um, maybe it was a game for Twine as well to come in. Because I've just, I've just noticed he was on the bench. Did he come on? Did Twine come on at all? I don't think he did. If he did, he came on very late. I don't remember him coming yeah. on. It was JBG, weren't it? And then Oberfeme. Yeah. And then Vitinho. Yeah. So there's a few players you could make a case for. But yeah, it is weird. We haven't seen a lot of him. So whether he's just made of glass or company's just not seen enough, only, only he can answer that, can't he? Yeah, but Harry makes a good point. Um, he played a lot of minutes over the international break. Maybe he was a little bit leggy yeah, after yeah. it, but then it's it's one of them, isn't it? Like if, if it, when people don't play over the international break, sometimes that's an argument for not playing him as well because he could be rusty. Um, yeah. Just quickly go trying to find out um, who did come off the bench last night off flash score just to see if my memory is decent. So yeah, Goodmanson come off first, then Oberfemme, then Vitinho. We yeah. only made the three changes compared to Sunderland's five. Um, I'm glad you mentioned earlier because that you are a fan of the uh, Muirich fan club because I'm, I'm a member of it. Sorry, you're a president of it. I'm, president, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a member of it as well. Um, but I thought he were poor last night. I thought his passing weren't up to his usual standard, which yeah. as usual give the people that you know love to dig him out an excuse to dig him out again. Um, there was a lot of times where he took too long on the ball, a lot of times where he gave it away. Um, what were your thoughts on him? Because I, I, th I think that's part of the reason why we couldn't beat that first press. 
because it, yeah, exactly. it, was, it, was, it wasn't just him either. I think Bayer was a little bit slow on the ball for quite a few times in the first half as well. Yeah. Um, but Muric especially, and I think that's part of the reason why we couldn't beat the first press. But again, maybe it's just another example of how, when, how well Sunderland did, blocking off all the options and closing him down pretty early. Yeah, it's a mix of both. I mean, we've said before on this that we're, um, he's, a, he's a key part of our system. So if it's not working from, from him, then the whole yep. thing doesn't seem to work that well. And that goes the same for when it's a cup game and we play Peacock Foul as well. It's 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 a completely different system because he's 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 not just a keeper in like Nick Pope was just our keeper under Dice, whereas yeah. Mutes is now part of our system of play. And I yeah. think it was just another one that just wasn't quite working like the rest of it, just wasn't quite working. Um but yeah, I'll always defend him because keep keeper's one of the hardest jobs on the pitch and I love him. Yeah, he made a decent save in the First half, um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. went through a body of players. Uh, people around me going, "Oh, he's made a save!" Like, what's that? What? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, what? Um, but yeah, it was a decent save. Come through a body of players, held on to it quite well. Um, so I thought it was decent. Um, Stat or Clarets turf cast version of DL Roberts says Murich no key passes, but at a seventy-eight passing accuracy exactly it's it a bit safe weren't it it was a bit safe yeah. it was that's what it was a bit safe i don't know maybe i mean we can't we can't discount that there might be a few nerves in there it's like the close to a title yeah true and, it's a good point and, that, and the young lads and maybe there's a little bit of nerves like they're thinking oh shit you know we're, we're that close now let's just play it safe and yeah just i think that's you a good point i know that's not, not, that's not that. mentality, but but he's older and won a lot and some of these lads are younger and haven't won anything so maybe Maybe that's creeping in a little bit as well. Yeah, Mark Higson makes a good point there. He says, I think the Sunderland press affected the Muirich performance, to be fair. It did. Yeah, they were very, very good at it. And as I said at the start, I've watched them quite a bit and they're not a poor team. If they'd, if they'd yeah. had a fit squad all season, they'd have been pushing Borough in the playoffs. They really would. Yeah, I mean, I did want, I'm did. i glad you mentioned that, that you are married into a Sunderland family because yeah. I were going to use that as part of this show anyway. Now, I'm I'm not one to criticise teams celebrating anything and I'm not going to criticise Sunderland for celebrating their point last night, but they did seem to celebrate it quite well. There was a bit at the end where they all, all they went up to the away end and celebrating it. So loads of videos on their social because obviously I follow the likes of, you know, What The Folk podcast, Walker Report and stuff yeah. like that. A lot of them really, really celebrating it. What's been the reaction like then amongst the Sunderland fans, like the stuff that the Sunderland fans that you know have been saying to you? Just off this game? Yeah, just general. off this game. What this were game. their thoughts on this game from their perspective? Their thoughts were that it felt like a bit of a win because genuinely they thought they were going to get a hammering when they came down. Yeah. Um, they've had they've had a really poor sort of end to the season, really. It's, it's almost as if... Um, what are the words that we used? It's almost as if they're just sort of preserving now, like they're sort of... Happy where where they were. They've sort yeah. of accepted that they've come up. They've not gone back down. Let's just get the season done with them, Bill. Because they've not had a striker for I would say eighty percent of the season. Because Ross yeah, Stewart's injured. Yeah, that's his name, Stewart, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. Got quite early and he, on. And he's back, a part of how they play. Yeah, yeah. And, and he and he came back and then got injured again. And um, I think they're just waiting to get the season out. But they've had a, a, a poor few months, really, and not a lot as, as the season sort of fizzled out a little bit so to them it's a massive result because they genuinely were expecting to get a hammering 
yeah, fair enough. To be fair, I expected to win when I saw the injuries. Yeah, they well. They've just had something in the news this week about one of their players being charged with rape or something yeah. as well. It's, I thought I thought their head's going to be all over Gaff, but you know, they did very well. Um, it's a shame we didn't manage to get one over on Mowbray. Um, that's that's my only issue with it. Um, but yeah, Sunderland did very, very well. Um, another stat I want to bring up here from Turfcast's very own Stato is as a team, we played 53 long balls, which shows how well their press was working. I think that sums it up perfectly, doesn't it, Neil? Yep, Obviously, perfect. we were forced to go long so many times. And I was watching it happen so many times. We've passed left, passed right, passed to Ian, passed back to Murich, passed to um, THB, passed to Bayer, passed to Murich, go long. Like, it happened so many times. I just, again... I think I think we've probably said it enough now, but for the one one last time, just shows how well Sunderland did in terms of their press. Yeah, it did. It did. And um, I think we're in for a, a really, really tough game against Borough. I really do. Yeah, I agree. A play like that against Borough will struggle, but Borough yeah, will come at us a little bit more um, and won't be focusing on just pressing us. They'll be focusing on actually attacking us, um, which uh, will we'll hopefully um, pan out for a different game and play into our favour, but we shall see. Um, Taylor, sorry, THB. Um, obviously, he came back last night as well after a long time out. I thought it was harsh on Ekdal, personally. Um, mm. I, I do rate THB. I rate him a lot. Like He's, he's a future England captain or, or definitely a future England centre-back. Um, yeah. He reminds me a lot of Gary Cale when he was on loan here in the early 2000s. Um, but I felt it was harsh. Ekdal's done nothing wrong and neither has Bay. I mean, Bay well, I thought off. Ekdal picked an injury up. Well, um, he did. He, he picked up a, a supposed concussion. I was going to go into that, but then he yeah. was on the bench, which suggests that obviously the protocol, you can't be on the bench if you've got, you know, a concussion. So the protocol would have been passed. Yeah. So it tells me he was fit to play. Maybe there's, that's in the back of company's mind. Like, well, yeah, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it not to play at all because I genuinely thought he got, I thought he got injured. So I was surprised to see him on the bench anyway. So I was fully expecting changes at the back, if I'm honest. Yeah. So. Yeah. But he came back in anyway, thought it was harsh on Ekdal, um, but I thought he played well. It did Taylor? Yeah. I, th- I thought he played well, yeah. solid. Uh, made a few decent tackles, and I know Bayer got the man of the match. And I'm sure Solent will probably put a stat in here now, which proves me wrong in a little bit. But I'm just going off my eyes from what I saw, uh, rather than the actual stats at this point. I thought he was better on the ball with Bayer uh, than Bayer, especially in the first half. Bayer gave it away a few times. There was that one in the uh, first half, halfway through. Um, where he, he just tallied on the ball a little bit and then got tackled. And then thankfully, I think he won the ball back. Um, but I thought he was better um, on the ball. But yeah, I thought he came in and did a decent job. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I was just thinking there, didn't we have a... Con- weren't we on this show? And um, it might have been with Vizzy, I can't remember who it was, but someone said that with a contract like THB, sometimes there's a clause where if he's fit, he has to play. Maybe yeah, that was, the, maybe that was the, there is sometimes clauses like that in yeah. loan situations. I mean, that could be part of it. That could be part of it, yeah. But yeah, he did all right. I don't think... We didn't play bad. We just didn't play to our usual standards. Um, for me, we weren't, we, it weren't, we weren't piss poor. We weren't definitely as bad as some people have made out. It was just not our usual performance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, did all right. Yeah, I agree. I thought he did well. Um, Ekdal, though, um, what 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 we're doing now for Middlesbrough? Do you think? Do you think in it's um, THB and and Bayer? Do you think that's going to be what it is for the rest of the season now when the ball fit, or do you think he's going to rotate um, and maybe bring Ekdal back in at some point? I personally would like to see Ekdal come back in, just because I think it's that that is a little bit more established as a as a back four. If it's in THB's contract, then he'll he'll play only. But um, yeah. Either way, I think someone's just put in there that that's hopefully the cobwebs brushed off. Yeah, it's how he's put it in. 
Um, and hopefully they'll they'll work on it during the week. Um, but yeah, I, Ekdal hopefully will come back. Um, and hopefully Cork will come back in as well. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think Cork's back for the game. I think for me, we absolutely have to play him against Burr. Yeah, we have to. I, I I think I think that double pivot role is completely back for for, for the Borough game because we're going to be under the cosh a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, speaking of under the cosh, I know it's a different podcast, but it's in the news today that they are. This is their last ever season. They're not doing another one. Mm. That's a shame. They're all retiring, um, as 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 they put it. Um, but uh, yeah, don't worry. Turfcast ain't going anywhere. So no. if you need if you need if you need a podcast size hall filled that didn't sound that sounded dodgy that it needed to then i'm your man um yeah um but yeah just just to go back to the comment you mentioned there harry says hopefully that's the cobwebs brushed off now big and i want us to dick chef united in the return fixture i couldn't agree more but i do think as you say neil um we're going to be expecting to see cullen and cork for probably both of these games because we're going to be under the cost a little bit more than they were expected to yeah i agree i agree um yeah, next uh, next Friday it's Friday, isn't it? Next week it's going to be yeah. um, good Friday. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's going to be a really really uh, tough game. I think really tough. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've got tickets, but I'm hoping it will going to be a promotion party. Yeah, same. Um, and now I'm a bit like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got to drive all the way up there on Good Friday, um, and I'm there thinking, oh, it's a promotion party. I'll probably still go on. If not, I'll definitely be able to get rid of the ticket. But I'm certain I will. Um, depends on work commitments and stuff. Um, Teller as well. He's a la- he's the last player we haven't we haven't spoken about in that front three. Mm-hmm. I, I, he was similar, similar to all three of them. Really, I think they all played very similar. Just just yeah. looked a little bit off it. Um, yeah. There were some moments where I mean, Sunderland, and I don't mean this in a negative to Sunderland. I do <laughs> feel like they were quite not physical. I'm not saying like they were they were just getting in our faces and, and stuff like that. But the way that they played was kind of like on the edge in our faces, not trying to wind us up. But there are a few moments where they were going in a few uh, with hard tackles on on Teller. There was that moment when him and the lad was running down the wing, and Teller yeah. got proper roped into it. This lad's obviously running side to side, and he's gone to shoulder barge him. If Teller just keeps running, then that's potentially a foul. But Teller gets roped into this battle, and Teller's like two foot nothing. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, Teller's quite lean and looked quite rip- ripped in that picture they put on on Instagram this week. I was quite surprised yeah. at, but I just thought. Don't don't fall into their games, and that's the that's my only criticism of Teller because you know he's got so much pace. He can beat a man when he's through on goal. You're putting your house on him scoring, but he does sometimes get roped into these little games and can lose his rag a little bit. And I felt he did that. He was on the verge of losing his rag a little bit last night. Was Teller? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I thought Matson was as well. Matson looked wound up a couple of times. Um, yeah, um, that's part of their game plan. They're, they're I think they've got the youngest squad in the championship. I'm sure there's a stat that'll prove me wrong if if not. But um they're on it right now. Solid on it right now. Um they probably had a game plan of just don't get bullied and just yeah. stand up to them. And that's exactly what they did. Their game their game plan worked perfectly and and that would have been that would have been part of the game plan is to get him wound up. Because that's the only way you can stop him playing is to just distract him. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do sometimes think that like you said, they're young, so I kind of expect it. Yeah. Um, but I do sometimes think that they just need to be a little bit more mindful of that. Um, unfortunately, I don't think last night that they were. Um, another comment there, I'll just quickly bring it up. It's from Sam McGraw. He or she, apologies, Sam. Um, they. They. Be better, it? 2023, it's they. All bases um, 
<laughs> says, I'm quite happy with the draw, quietly, as it makes a home promotion more likely. Now, I've just been getting the fixtures up as I was doing that. So, of course, next is Middlesbrough, then Sheffield United, then Reading away, then Rotherham away. Uh, then we've got QPR, them. There's only three home games left. What the actual hell? I didn't even realise that. So, only Sheffield United, QPR, I know, and then Cardiff on the last day. So, is a home promotion more likely? Um, potentially, yes, because we could go up against Sheffield United now. Um, but obviously, Middlesbrough next, then Sheffield United, then Reading, then Rotherham, then QPR, then the Horse Fiddlers, then Bristol City, and then Cardiff City. So it's looking like potentially a Sheffield United promotion. <coughs> I mean, we've got tickets to Reading as well. Um, so we could go up there. I won't, I won't mind that. But where are you think their record's the... safe now, isn't it? Their, their record. Yeah, yeah. We're not. I didn't think we would anyway. To be fair. Nah. Um, but um, yeah, where were you expecting the promotion to land now, mate? Probably Sheffield United. But um, if not, is it? It's Norwich today, isn't it for Borough? Is it? No, Huddersfield. Uh, it, yeah, Huddersfield for Borough. So they win that. It's if Norwich. Or, or Sheffield if Warnock, United. If Warnock does us a, a, a solid and gets a result, then it could slap them next week. Yeah, um, true. But yeah, probably Sheffield United. Yeah, uh, Solent Claret says, oh, nine out sprinted Teller twice last night and had him in his pocket. He did He, he did have a good game, did oh, nine, as um, Leo, Leo says there, that oh, nine played well against Teller and Anas. He, he's quite, he is quite fat. We'll have him, Sunderland, if you're watching. We'll just mm -hmm. buy him. If someone plays yeah, well cool. against us, we'll just buy him. Simple as that. But um, yeah, I mean, again, well, Neil. After the embargo, we can't do it right now. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, again, Neil, obviously, you said you've seen Sunderland quite a lot this season because of yeah. your circumstances with the Sunderland family. Is there a few standout plays in that team that you thought not just played well last night, but have played well for the majority of this season? Obviously, all, all nine's a decent one, but any more? All nine's good. Neil's good. Uh, not just because he's got my name. Um, <laughs> and Ahmad, but obviously, he's not their player. He's really good. Diallo, he's yeah, very, he's very good. good yeah. But he's obviously not their player. And Ross Stewart's really good as well when he's fit, but unfortunately, it just seems like he, he's another one who's got glass legs. Um, he's always injured. But they've yeah, got some, they've got some very good young players, and um, if they buy right, I think they could be a force next year. Yeah, well, I was saying I was saying on the pregame show, wasn't I, to um, Graham? Um, playoffs is a distinct distinct sorry possibility for them next season. Definitely. Um, so I think they could uh, potentially do something next season. Which, um, is, which but, is great because obviously they've what, just come up. So if they'd just come down, then you'd probably be a, good, be a bit good with the season they've had. But they've just come up after years in League yeah. One. So they've had a, they've still had quite a good season for me. Yeah, I, I think they've had a decent season. Like you said, they've had quite a lot of injuries. Um, so without them injuries, they could be knocking on the door of the playoffs as well. Um, but yeah, so you mentioned it earlier then, Neil, we are obviously a point closer to promotion. We have now gone 14 points clear. In fact, to tell you what, before I do all the usual, usual stuff, uh, I know you spoke about it off air, but there's been a lot of criticism oh. from certain sections of the fan base because we drew it all to something. Don't get me wrong. It was a frustrating game, but as you said off air, you can be the best team in the world but you don't win every single week. And the perfect example that you gave was the Arsenal Invincibles because they Invincibles. drew quite a lot that season. Yeah. My God, mate, you would have thought we'd got hammered. I've, I had to stop. I was getting angry, like really angry with some comments. And it's it was on the club's official ones. I'm not, you can scroll through and you'll see them, but there's some saying that we've blown it. Um, some saying if, if I went to work like that, I'd be sacked. Sack. Shit, man, come on. We've like, we've drawn. These lads have been brilliant all season. Just come on. Like, it's yeah. not the end of the world. Arsenal Invincibles drew loads of games. Man United were at their peak, lost loads. It, it's... Oh, come on. 
bit of perspective. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes I do think, but it's not just Burnley fans, football fans in general. Football fans think, in general, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think a lot of them this morning will be waking up thinking, ah, it's not, it's not so bad. I just think a lot of people get frustrated and just lose their head. Um, I yeah. am one of them sometimes, but I think a lot of times I, I can bring perspective into it. And last night, I was able to break. I weren't even that arse. Obviously, I wanted to win, but it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of the season. We're still going to go up. We're still going to win the league. I know there's yeah. somebody who doesn't like me saying that in the comments. I think it's John. I don't know if it's John Mead or a different John, but someone keeps telling me to not say it. But I'm sorry. Oh, I've seen, I've seen someone who says, uh, God help us next year. And it's like, so you're already mourning about a season that's not even. It's like, come on. Yeah. Just enjoy I mean, look at what Fulham have done this season, and we've got far more points at this stage of the season yeah, than Fulham exactly. did in the exactly. championship. And I think we'll buy well. I really do think we'll buy well. We've got yeah, we've got Pierce who's on it, who's proved, proved a lot of doubt was wrong, and we've got company who's on it, and our recruitment team who've been spot on so far. So yeah. there's no point worrying about next year until we've got something to worry about. Let's just enjoy it. The lads have been brilliant all season. We're not going to win every game. We're almost there. Let's just yeah, enjoy it. I can't. Oh, I can bring the comment in because I've got the second screen. Hey, hey, there we go. I didn't even ever think he is in that screen. Exactly. Uh, Mark Higson says, uh, just to sum that up perfectly, we've been spoiled to be fair. You can't win them all. If you said, that. if you said in the summer, especially when people are like, oh, they could do, a, they could go straight down to League One again. If you'd said FA Cup quarterfinals, lose to the best team in the country, and get promoted easily, you'd have bitten their hand off. Hundred percent. Let's just enjoy it. Let's just enjoy yeah. it. Um, Mikey K says, not enough credit is given to the Burnley board for the appointment of company. Can't think of a better pick in the last yeah. 20 years. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think we've said that plenty of times in here, to be fair. That way, obviously, we all love Vinny. Um, but it, yeah, I, I agree that they've got that one spot on. I think that's part of the reason. I, 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 I want the Rooney, so well. I, I want the Rooney, did you? Yeah, I don't remember I thought, that. I don't remember yeah, you saying that. I genuinely thought we had no money, and I thought, well, he's done it at Derby with no money. Um, I wanted Rooney, but my God, am I glad we went for company? Yeah, yeah. It turns out we're the richest club in the world as well. Exactly. Um, Harry, just going back to what we were saying there as well, Harry says, bad performance has happened, can't win every game. We're on course to get over 100 points in a transition season. Then he follows it up a little bit further on about saying we've been incredible this season, far exceeded my expectations. I think that pretty much sums up what me and Neil are saying there, doesn't it, to yeah, be fair? exactly, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, Harry's just put it again. Some fans love a moan, it's that simple. There you go. That's all yeah, it's about. Yeah. Um, Graham907 says, I was really happy with the point in the end. Still unbeaten at home with three to go. When they scored that offside goal, which was hilarious, by the way, when they set off two flares, I couldn't. That's just, just wait. Wait in the modern football, especially now. I know we don't have VR in the champ, but especially in modern football. Just wait before he set that. Yeah, but also, up. how did they not two think that? Were an offside goal. How did they not think that wasn't offside? I, to be fair, I, you may have a better view than me. I mean, oh, I no, think you were at home, no. weren't you? To be fair, but um, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it, I, I couldn't tell from where I was sat, but I was at the opposite end. It was right yeah. in front of them, so yeah. I don't know. But I, I, remember, I remember shitting myself when it went in, thinking, "No." I think the flares no. thing. I, I think the flares thing was um, retaliation for what happened at their ground. Oh yeah, well, I didn't even I didn't even know they were doing that. So great retaliation right. there, boys. If you're watching, yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah. another comment I did want to. I'm I'm a little bit gutted. Sam isn't here because I did want to wind Sam up. I wanted to set Sam going with the referee Jared Gillette. <laughs> Definitely not the best a man can get. Um, no. The referee didn't help with the game. Now I criticised him on Twitter, and then some people going, "What's he done wrong?" Like if you can't see what he hasn't got a big decision wrong. Like this is what no. I mean. Like if you don't slag a referee off, if you slag a referee off, sometimes fans are expecting like a big decision that he's got wrong. There wasn't. It was just so Little stop things. start. Yeah. 
the fucking oh, constantly that Teller would always get in, in battles with that all nine and just let it go. Like Teller lost in the majority of the battles, I'm more than happy to admit. But just let it go because you know they come away with the ball or whatever. But nine yeah. times out of ten, he just give a free kick to Sunderland. I'm like yeah. fucking hell, it's, it's half a dozen, half a one and whatever other. I can't even know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> six to one and half a dozen of the other. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just two stops off. And then there was that time when we got finally got past the press after them putting loads of pressure on us. And as soon as we got past, they blew for a free kick. I'm like, you absolute donkey. But that ref would gash. The refs in the EFL, and not just for us, in fact, there's a lot of Sunderland fans have suffered as well, are absolutely shocking. And we can't even say it'll be better next year because it won't. But um, I think we've just got to accept that poor officials are just part of the English game. Um, I am, I agree with that. And I'm just not looking forward to VAR. I hate no. VAR. And they've got worse. Like, I don't know if there'll be people who won't even remember a time when they weren't. But since they went full time years ago, referees, they've got worse. Yeah. Yeah, they really have. I think I, I think now they rely on the technology. They they bottle out the big decisions. Yeah, they do. Thinking I'm, I know I know the technology is going to get me out of this. And I think yeah. then there's yeah. certain situations where technology doesn't help, and they just back out anyway. Yeah, they do. Um, I say you need so, to make them accountable. You know, like in other sports where you can hear the ref. Yeah, you need to make them accountable and explain the decision, especially if it's a big one. No, I um, agree with that. So at least then you can hear what they were thinking or what they saw at the time. They totally yeah. need to do it. So they can do it in other sports and just just do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, um, I did say to Neil earlier before the show, I need to be in Leeds at 12 today. Um, so this show is going to be a little bit shorter than usual. We have just got to 40 minutes, by the way, so that's still a decent length. Um, but I'm going to start doing the things that I do towards the end of the show. And there you can see on your screen now, um, the league table. Now, people were mourning. Look at the league table. Why are you mourning? We are now 14 points clear of Sheffield United in second. That's Sheffield United who go to Norwich today, who are in seventh. Uh, Sheffield United's form hasn't been great, as you can see. Win, defeat, win, defeat, win. So what's up next? A defeat. Um, yes, Norwich's form hasn't been great if you look at theirs as well. But just let's just, just forget that. That didn't fall into the stuff that I was saying. So therefore, at the minute, is draw, draw, defeat, win, win. Uh, I'm not sure which way around that actually goes on, on this one. But anyway, we're 14 points clear of second is the point I'm trying to make. A further three points clear of Middlesbrough in third, then Luton, then someone else, uh, and then Millwall in six. I think the only the only thing we need to, to worry about is not getting the 100 point mark i think because that's something i want to get i think the um reading reading things gone now i think we pretty yeah. much have to win every single game between now and then which is not impossible for us because of how good we've been this season but it's very very unlikely with the teams that we have left to play got to go to middlesbrough got to go to blackburn and of course Sheffield united at home as well so some tough games there um but yeah, I mean, there's not much more we can say, is there? We say it every week looking at the league table, don't we, Neil? But it's yeah. it's, it's perfect. We're going up. We're for the inevitably... Doom, just for the Doom merchants there, we've got no red in our form. We've got 74 goals. We've only conceded 29. Just enjoy it, honestly. Yeah. No defeat at home all season so far. Yeah. And there's only there's only Sheffield United that, that can... If Sheffield United beat us again, man, I'll be fuming. Even if we won the league and they finished third... I'd still it'd still piss me off if they beat us twice. This I don't even dislike Sheffield United. It's just because they beat us already. If they manage to beat us again, I'll be fuming. Um, but yeah, it's it's the league table looks nice. Um, we're going up. Um, I, I don't think there's much more to add, really, is there? Um, no. Who do you think is getting second now? Then at this stage, Andy, I think recently you said Middlesbrough, didn't you? Um, I still I still do. 
Yeah, I was confident about Borough, but they lost the last one. And then obviously I want us to beat them. So that'd be two defeats. Touch wood. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to stick by it because I'm a man of my word. I'd like to be proven wrong. So I'll stay. I'll say Borough. Um, yeah. Because I, I do think, I, I genuinely do think they're a better team. Um, well, certainly Carrick's got them playing better. Um but to be brutally honest with you, I don't really care. We've won the league. We're going up. Whoever finishes below us, that's between them. But um, I still think Borough. I still think Borough. Yeah, fair enough. I have been leaning more towards Sheffield United simply because, you know, a bird in the bush is worth two in the hand or whatever the saying is. I think, I think I've got that wrong again. Um, I need to <laughs> stop it with cliche sayings and just say what I think. Right um, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Surely not, Mark. No. That's not a real question, is it, mate? Come on, no. mate. It wasn't you, you, was it, that said we've blown it? No, I don't no, think it I was don't, I think he's taking piss. He's got to yeah. be taking piss. For those of you listening on the podcast, I put a question on screen that says, uh, do you think Middlesbrough could catch us if they're beaters? And then Harry follows that up with, Mark Higson, we're 17 points in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> in answer to your question, Mark, no. Um, I don't think Middlesbrough can, can beat us if they catch us because, yes, we're 17 points clear. I think we'd have to lose pretty much every game between now and the end of the season for them yeah. to win every game between now and the end of the season. So I do not see that happening at all. Um, I normally end it after the league table, but of course today is Saturday. We've already played. So what I am going to do, if I can find the right tab, is have a look at today's fixtures as well before me and Neil do go. Um, because as I've said, I need to shoot today because I'm going to Leeds um, for work. So the fixtures are on your screen now. I, if you can't see them, I apologise. That's the biggest I can have them um, with them all fitting on screen. Just squint. Um, but, yeah, just squint. If, if you're watching on, on a phone, you're screwed right now. Uh, if you're watching on the big TV, you could probably see everything. So there's your lesson. Uh, watch it on the phone, uh, on the big TV. Sorry. So Luton, Watford, Preston, Blackpool, two derbies. Um, two irrelevant derbies in terms of our season. That's no disrespect to their game. I'm just saying in terms of our season, um, it doesn't matter to us. Obviously, Birmingham, Blackburn, I think that's a comfortable win for them. Birmingham are a little bit poor. Um, again, though, it's irrelevant in terms of our season. Bristol City, Reading, irrelevant. Cardiff, Swansea, irrelevant. Coventry, Stoke, irrelevant. Huddersfield, Middlesbrough. Are we expecting a Middlesbrough win? We, well, do you know what? I thought they were at home. So, yeah, but now they're at Huddersfield. We'll see. We'll see. I we'll probably see. still am, but um, yep. yeah, we'll I, th I think I am. Uh, Mark's backed his comment up. Tongue in cheek, to be fair. Ha. Huh? I, I think I think Mark's backed out of that personally. Not someone backing Mark... down that. He's bottled it. <laughs> uh, I love Mark, to be fair, um, but I do think he's bottled that one. Um, Graham, you always get a laugh on Turfcast. Thank you, Graham. There you go. Graham's, Graham is definitely my biggest fan. I, I love Graham. He's definitely my biggest fan. Uh, it comments every single thing I put up. Lovely yep. post, Joe. Lovely show, Joe. Keep it up, Graham. You you give me the motivation to get up in the morning, um, yep. if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Um, carrying on on the fixtures, Hull, Rotherham, irrelevant to our season. Norwich, Sheffield United. I, I genuinely believe Norwich win this. I think Norwich will win this. Norwich aren't great. I know they're a bit poor, um, but I think now's the time for them to put a run together to get into the playoffs. I think they keep losing games now. Uh, it's going to be too little, too late, and then they have to look towards next season. Um, and I think I think they win this. I really do. And then I think we we stay 14 points clear because I think, obviously, even if Middlesbrough win, um, they'll go joint second with Sheffield United on the same amount of points. So we'll stay 14 news clear. Uh, 14 points clear, sorry. So, yeah, your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, um, it's all irrelevant to me, to me, mate. It's um, it, they're all battling for who's finishing second. It really doesn't impact us at all. Um, yeah, I agree. To be fair, I agree. To be fair, Graham, and I, I've, Graham, I've closed you're it. On up, son. You're on a wind up there, son. Yeah, I know. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that Graham nine oh seven has gone from my favourite fan to an April Fool's Day comedian. Uh, he's yeah. just come on. News: Vincent is going to Spurs. It's April the first, everybody. Um, so if you've seen the pictures, I, I love Justine uh, from the Royal Dash. So if you've seen the pictures this morning on Twitter of the Royal Dash being renamed the Royal Company, everybody just remember what day it is. I saw pe- people were screenshotting it and putting it in WhatsApp groups. I ring going, I can't believe she's done this. I'm it's like, too soon. I don't like. Are you are you thick? Like with the, <laughs> with the greatest of respect, are you thick? It's April the first. Have a day off. Um, and as Icky Punk says there, happy Phil's Day. But yeah, thank you everybody for watching. Thank you, Neil, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Always. I do apologise. I'm ending about 10, 15 minutes early. Um, as I said, need to get this done so I can get set off to Leeds uh, and then get to work. If you do want more of me, I am travelling to Leeds to go onto the sportsbet.io YouTube channel and website. So if you want to watch me doing a watch along for um, Liverpool City or City of Liverpool, whatever it is, before the free pm kickoffs, then you can. Uh, but Neil, been an absolute pleasure, mate. Always good to have you on. Love Neil this. is the official Turfcast panelist, as you all know. So he's always here. He never lets me down. Nope. I've just forgot. Solon, you are my favourite person right now. I forgot man of the match shouts. Um He'll keep you right. well done, mate. Yeah, he will keep me going. Um, Bayer got it on the turf. I thought THB thought played a little bit better than Bayer. Um, I'm going to give it THB, if I'm per- perfectly honest. I love them both. Um, but I thought THB as well, coming back, it was um, a better performance because he just come back. But you, who's your man of the match, Neil? Neil? Uh, it's Bayer for me, but you could argue for, for both. You really could. Yeah. It's like being asked to pick your favourite kid, and they both played well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I've only got one. So, Parker, if you're watching this in a few years, you're yeah. my favourite kid. Um, yeah. Although, if there's another child... Uh, this time in 10 years, looking at this, going, nobody oh, else. Well, I didn't know you existed at this point. And I don't think another child is on the yeah. calls at any any point soon. Chance to be a fan thing. Um, Graham says, THB, he agrees with me. Get your comments in quickly before I do wrap up. Thank you to Solent once again for reminding me. I should really write Man of the Match on my notes, shouldn't I? Um, because I forgot to do that. I forgot completely. Solent says, Bayer, apart from the giveaway corner. Um, yeah, Bayer did play well. I've got no issues with Bayer getting it. I just thought his passing... I mean, I know you've proven me wrong with that, <laughs> Solent. I just thought his passing in the first half wasn't great. Um, and yes, I did ignore that on screen, mate. I did ignore it completely and didn't put it on screen, so I didn't let myself look an idiot. And there, was, there wasn't just that giveaway corner. There was one where he was dallied in the first half, but everyone around me again believed me always for it. Um, but uh, yeah. But anyway, thank you for coming, uh, Neil. Thank you, everybody, for watching. If you have... I saw a comment earlier from MMAC. I'll just bring it back on screen now. Um, sorry, Mr. Shaw, this morning. We'll watch it back. Yes, apologies. It is. It was a bit of an earlier start from me this week because I have to go to work, as I've said a couple of times already now. Um, so if you have joined late and you do want to watch it back, as soon as I end this live, which will be in about 30 seconds, you can watch it back. I, I will be putting it on um, podcast as well as an audio version, so you can watch it, uh, listen to it as and when you want, watch it as and when you want. But Neil, thanks for coming on. Everybody in the comments, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time for a Middlesbrough pregame show. See you later. Ta-ra. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.